Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together, we can do so much more than just survive. We can thrive. And that is what being a waiting warrior is all about. Hey, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to another week on the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. And this week, we have a great guest, Ashley Weinert. Um, she is an A. R-N-G, another acronym, because we love acronyms, Active Reserve National Guard spouse. Um, her husband's been in for 15 years, but they got married in 2016, so you kind of dove on into that. They've got a blended family with five kids, all pretty young. Uh, yep, they're all under the age of nine. Woo, go you. And she's the owner <laughs> of Counting Our Heroes Home, which is a monthly subscription box count uh, to help military kids count down during deployment. So welcome to the show. Thank I'm excited you. to have you. We've talked, I actually have a box. Um, I should have like had it close where I could show you guys. It's a pretty box. I like the box. <laughs> and when this airs, I'll do a unboxing, unveiling or whatever with my kids because... We have one for the girls, and I'm really excited. So you'll be able to see what's in those if you're on Instagram. So, Ashley, you married, like, a career National Guardsman. But, like, active reserve is different than just mm – -hmm. um, or, sorry, I'm used to active reserves because we were reserves. <laughs> hard because there's a difference, apparently, and the guys get all fussy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, you know, like most people think of national guard and you think of the people who just show up when there's like a natural disaster or mm -hmm. they drill once a month and it, but active, active national guard is different. Right. So tell us, tell us kind of how, how that is, what, what is his job and every day look like and how it impacts you guys. So he is not active. So he is just like Army National Guard. So his status is really just drilling once a month and then like a couple weeks during the summer. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, so he yeah. is. <laughs> so the acronym ARNG is just Army National Guard? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Guys, these acronyms will be the death of me. They will be the death. Yeah, I don't know most of them. That one I know probably just because I see it on all of his paperwork, but <laughs> most of the other ones are still new to me, but. I should have looked that up. That's kind no, of embarrassing. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. But still, National yeah. Guard, he's, I mean, he's not just a normal civilian, which I'm assuming you were used to. Yeah. So how, how was that transition? Because he, he'd been in for... I mean, over 10 years at that point, right? Or right around 10 years? Yep. Yeah. So the interesting thing is that my husband and I have actually been friends, like, since okay. we were in high school. So oh. we've always known each other even before, like, he mm -hmm. joined. Um, and he enlisted at 17. So he, like, knew 
very early on that he wanted to yeah. serve our community, you know, and, and at the time just was really looking at more of that state, like guard duty that he could possibly get called up for. Um, mm -hmm. He had, his grandparents had served. So it was kind of just like, you know, family had served and knew all along that he wanted to serve. So when he did enlist, like we were friends. So it was kind of like I was familiar mm -hmm. with okay. it. But like, I always tell everybody, I dated someone in high school who wanted to be in the service. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do that. Like, I legitimately just didn't think that that was something that I was cut out for. And mm -hmm. I've been able to reflect more on that now as actually being a part, you know, being a military spouse mm -hmm. is like, you don't know until you know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know until you're in it, like what it's going to be like. And I, I tell everybody too, like, I don't feel like you can, you helpfully you fall in love with. I obviously didn't expect to be friends with him for 13 years and then one day wake up and fall in love with him, which is pretty much like it happened. So, um, it, it's just been, you know, you just, you don't know until you're in that situation. So I definitely had been like exposed to it. And when he deployed the first time we were friends, I mean, but it's a different, obviously perspective, you know, being a waiting warrior, you know, as as a friend versus like being the spouse who's at home with the kids. So mm -hmm. his first deployment was 10 years ago. So his deployments were 10 years apart. So vastly different for him because, yeah. you know, all of our kids are yeah. nine and under. So first time it's like no kids, <laughs> you know, no kids, single mm -hmm. 21 is a way different deployment than, you know, 31, five kids married. <laughs> And we like, I always say we jumped right in with five kids. It's not like we had a deployment with one and then three or, yeah. or then five, it was like zero. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And I think too, like when we, the interesting thing for me is, um, I always knew that he wanted to serve, you know, long-term, like his goal was always to serve for 30 years. And so that's kind mm -hmm. of intimidating. I think when you come in, like he had already been in for 10 years by the time, so kind of already knowing that that's the path that he's chosen, you know, ahead of time is a little yeah. bit, it's a little bit daunting and not knowing what that means. I guess I probably honestly hoped and prayed that it meant he would never deploy. Um, that obviously isn't how, you know, it happened and it probably, I wouldn't say we're out of the woods yet either. So in that regard, and especially everything I think Cause he's done a few, um, active duty. He's been called up to serve for like the hurricanes. Um, and then I just think everything with like, you know, COVID and the pandemic, like the national guards being called up all the time. So there's a lot more state like duty that's being asked, you know, of them right now as well. So it's definitely not the most certain thing. You know, we've, we had some riots that were going on within our state too, that they were called up for. And he wasn't called up because he had just gotten home from deployment, but it's like, you just don't know. I mean, you don't know. And it's just really uncertain Yeah, what it's going to look like. One. Yeah. The next one, he, he might be. His yeah. yeah. What his job is. So how, how does it, I mean, how does it feel to be like a national guard spouse? Because a lot of people, when they think of being a military spouse, it's like, yes, it's so hard, but you have this military spouse community, which I like love the online military spouse community and what the waiting warriors have become has been awesome. And I totally love that. But there also is a ton of support from the fact that like my neighbors 
mm-hmm. knew exactly what it was like when my husband was deployed and somebody like a friend knew that Austin deployed the day before. So she brought me tacos. You know what I mean? Cause she knows mm-hmm. that's what a woman needs when her yeah. husband, but I also know we were reserves for, it was like six years, just over six years before we came active duty. So I also know it's very different. How, how has your, how has that been for you? Because you went through a deployment, you had five kids, but did any of your neighbor were any of your neighbors military or like I mean I think that I assume they knew he was gone but like did they have a clue do you know what I mean and I don't <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah I it and I think that's probably I guess almost like the most terrifying part about finding out a de- out about a deployment, especially when you're National Guard, is that nobody, even from my husband's like squad, like because he was a squad leader, like nobody lived near us. Like everybody mm-hmm. lives so like spread out that it's like yeah. I couldn't even get together to help support you know other like wives and other family members because nobody lived, you know, nobody even lives close together. Everybody's kind of right. spread out across the state. Some people from his squad lived in Minnesota, so it's like you know, it wasn't like we had this quick, like, community to access and be there to support each other, even from the people who were deploying, which makes it extremely hard for your kids, because they're the only kid in school whose dad is deployed, you know, and it's like, nobody has any idea, like, what's going on or what they're experiencing, which is tricky, too, because I would also say that our school staff isn't equipped to... Yeah. No, no, like working with those kids, what that means and what, you know, different things that they're going through. And I know that my background actually happens to be in school counseling. So it's like, I can understand a little bit from that perspective, but they really like, we don't live in a military like community where everybody's deploying all the time. So it's really hard to get that kind of support for them. And I very much wanted to be involved with like our family readiness group and, Mm -hmm join in on all the activities and get my kids involved. And essentially what happened is we had a leader and they left like very early in the deployment and they never replaced them. So it was like, we didn't have anything the whole time. (laughs) So it ended up being like, I was so excited to have these opportunities to bring my kids together with other kids who were going through what we were. And then it just never happened. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, you just feel like you're like on an Island. And I would say to like our neighbors, um, probably knew that my husband was gone. Never once knocked on my door. Never once anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, we had yellow ribbons around our tree. Like, I guess I, you know, I'm, you're like, you yeah. sense your community probably knows. Um, luckily I mean, the nice thing I say about being in National Guard family is that my family lives very close. Like, we live very close to all of our family. So I think that benefited me a lot. But it definitely, you definitely don't have that built-in support of people who understand. I mean, and I think, too, like, your first deployment, like, I... I mean, I didn't already have people that I would had connected with. Like, I feel like once you're in deployment, then you're searching for those online communities and places to you know, get that support from other people, but, um, it definitely just isn't the same and it's not like a built-in support system. Like you would hope, especially like for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, like, if you were doing it again, which I know you don't want to do it again, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but like round two, say you were like you had young kids again, same same neighbors, everything. Like, what would you do differently? Like, do you feel do you feel like you just kind of muscled through this last deployment, or did you feel like you kind of made things happen for your own family since FRG wasn't an option and the like your community community not necessarily your family was there but like your community wasn't there what would you do differently when I think a piece of that um a big reason why I started counting our heroes home is I I created my own community you know I was like if we don't have one you know, I'm going to create one for us. Like I'm going to create one for other families. And we obviously don't specifically serve national guard families, but a lot mm -hmm. of our subscribers are national guard families. And I think it's because they're trying to find that community. So I think, you know, I essentially created what didn't exist for me yeah. in case there's somebody else out there who doesn't have a community, doesn't feel a sense of community. Um, and one big thing too, like my kids write a note every single month to the kids that are subscribed because I want those kids to always feel like there are other kids out there that know what you're going through. Like if you don't have a community, you don't have other friends that know what deployment feels like or looks like, like they do, they understand it, they get it. So my kids are troopers and still um, willing to write those letters for me. But essentially, like I said, I created a, you know, a community. So I think having the community to like, I feel like now I have a platform to be able to educate mm -hmm. even my community on like things yeah. like my kid's school didn't really do anything. You know, it's just like, just like being able to now be like, Hey, we have, you know, how can we help wrap around them and support them and just understand, you know, understand what they're going through. So I feel like Deployment gave me the confidence now probably to feel like I'm a little bit more educated about deployment to be able to like know what we need. I think that's the hardest part is people always ask what you need, like, how can I help you? But you don't always know what that looks like. You know, like, I don't, you don't know what that looks like. And I think yeah. especially if it's your first deployment or your National Guard and you're used to them, you know, not being you know, supports in place, you don't know exactly what it is that you're going to need. And I imagine most people don't you don't know, <laughs> you don't know that you're going to struggle with something until you struggle with it. During yeah, you're struggling with it. Yeah. It's deployment. like, any, anytime somebody asks me that, and I've tried, I've tried like so hard to let go of my stubbornness, <laughs> just my stubbornness mm -hmm. and pride and like accepting help. But at the same time, I feel like when it, like you're in a deployment and you have young kids, which like you didn't just, like you said, like you didn't have one with like one or two, like most of us, you know, like we go to the ocean and we play on the beach and then we put our feet <laughs> in the water and then we like get to the point where we're surfing and boogie boarding and swimming in the ocean. You just like took a boat. Out <laughs> we just jumped in in the middle. Yeah, you, you just jumped into the middle of the ocean, which, like, I I am not like saying, oh, don't have a lot of kids and be in the military. Like, I have <laughs> four kids. Like, I that is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. I I like slowly learned learned how to do it. You just jumped in, but like with the deployments, like you have so much to do. So I felt like. I couldn't even think of something mm -hmm. that I needed. 
And this last deployment was like our 10th separation. Like we, out of the eight plus years we've been married, he's been gone for almost three of those years. Like this is not my first rodeo. So you'd think I'd be able to come up with like a list of like, yeah, you can do this, this, this. It's like, no, I just can't even think. Like you just need somebody to sh be there when chaos ensues and like jump in, jump in. That's, that's, that's what we all need. We all need like a living nanny during deployments that's free. I feel like you switch into this like completely different like mindset, almost like autopilot. And so it's like, you, you don't know what to ask for because you're just almost like living moment to moment. You're like, we're just, we're just going to do this. And it's, I feel like once you start rolling with it, it just, it comes naturally. I don't know. It did for me. And I think I, obviously I was used to having five kids before he left. Like, it's not like the kids themselves like magically appeared before <laughs> deployment. Um, but I definitely for us, like the longest time we had ever been separated before deployment was three weeks. So I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, once we, I mean, the first three weeks felt like the end of the world. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, well, that's like three weeks is like nothing now. We just did 13 months, like easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. His next summer training, you're going to be like, oh, we're fine. It's, it, it's weird because, well, and everything, everything is so different. I mean, I don't know exactly like how, you know, with, with COVID, everything has been like impacted, but like even his like drilling schedule, they've been doing stuff like online. So I feel like I still haven't quite had to deal with him like leaving, like, because he'll leave for like a day and he comes back and it's like, okay, you were gone a day, you know, cause he's right back into his drilling schedule, but it's like until things I guess norm normalize if we can say it like that you know with COVID like we really have no idea like they staggered like their start like drill start times like they had everybody come like two hours later and then they did stuff online so it's like it's been really abnormal so I feel like even that's not normal <laughs> to like what we would expect so I'm like I don't even know what next summer is gonna look like you know when he goes away you know for training so it's like I feel like I haven't quite had to adjust to it, which is probably a good thing. Cause I think my kids would have a hard time with that too. Like we haven't quite had to deal with the fact that dad had to leave again, even if it was for a shorter time. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you, what would you say to another spouse on their first deployment or particularly an, like a national guard reserve spouse dealing with their first deployment with their kids? What are like some of the things that you learned to help your kids? You don't have to do everything. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to fill every single minute of my time because I felt like that would just make it go by so much faster. And mm -hmm. I always say, you know, the pandemic was a blessing in disguise because it forced my family to slow down. Like, so he was deployed during the pandemic. Yes. Yep. So when did he leave and when did he come back? So he left in July of 2019 and he came back in August of 2020. Ooh. So Ouch. yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, it's been like, I mean, it was a crazy, I mean, for anybody who was going through, you know, deployment this past year, but in ways I was like, it was a blessing because we slowed down. Yeah. My, my kids didn't have after, you know, it's like, I always, we always joke that I'm the bus driver. Like, I feel like as a parent, I drive my kids everywhere and it's yeah. like just driving them to school and they had activities. Like I got kids in gymnastics and in soccer and it was like pandemic just like 
shut everything down. And I'm like, that was probably the best thing ever, like during a deployment to be like, I have nowhere to be. I literally have nowhere to be. Like, it's hard in the sense that when you're the only parent home, you don't ever get a break. You're like, I'm just yeah. at home. And you feel like you've been at home for 300 days. Like, but <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it was like, but we don't have anything else that's pressing. We don't need to go anywhere else. Like we can just slow down because I felt like I had to schedule something every single day. Like I need my kids to be engrossed in activities all the time. And so I feel like that was a really big takeaway to be like, it's okay. It's okay to not have something planned. Certainly if you can go do something, that's fabulous, but not to feel like you have to be going all the time. Cause I think yeah. that just that almost wore me out even more, like, because I never felt like I had time to just be, I mean, you're never, I had a toddler, you're never alone when you have a toddler, like there's always somebody with you, even when you go to the bathroom, like it's just a natural part of that, you know, especially, yeah. especially during deployment and always feeling, I mean, and especially with a toddler, you're trying to, I don't know, you're trying to make sure your older kids know dad and they've had time with dad, but my son was one when dad left. So it's like, when they're so yeah. young, you're like, okay, but, but remember dad, here's a picture. What does dad say? Let's talk to him on the phone. Like you're always just trying to, you know, you're always just trying to make sure that you're fostering that connection with them, especially when they're so little and they can't write letters or engage as well on a video chat or whatever your form of communication is. So I feel like my big thing is like, slow down. It's okay yeah. to it's okay to take a breather. It's okay to not have things planned. I also think knowing now, and I think just more from starting a business and engaging more like in the military community is there are so many free resources available that I didn't know anything about. Like, and so I feel like I wish that, you know, and that's what I, I try to help like with my families with, but it's like, there's a lot of things that your kids, especially for kids that they could get for free to help support them throughout deployment. So to just know and be able to give people those resources, like when they're going through deployment. And that's my biggest thing with like counting our heroes home is it's like, who has the time? You know, I had a background, you know, in school counseling and just knew how it could possibly impact my kids. But like, who wants to research all of the books that you should have and all the resources you should have and all the tools like you're you know I feel like that's just not what's at the forefront of your mind so just wanting yeah. to be able to provide that for family so that they have one less thing that they have to worry about yeah which like like I just said like my brain just has <laughs> yeah I just can't even think and I I kind of love that you said though that it's okay to slow down because often I, f I feel like 90% of the time, the first advice that's given when somebody's like, oh, we're about to go through our first deployment or, you know, he just left today. Everybody always says like, stay busy, stay busy. But I think like we have to remember, especially as parents, I can see how if you don't have kids, how that would maybe be different. But yeah. like, especially mm -hmm. parents, you need to remember that you have to be able to like function. Like you, mm -hmm. you are not sprinting. This is like a marathon and you got to be able to keep a pace. And I know some people like one of my sisters, if she is in her house for more than one day straight, she's losing her mind. Whereas like, if I have something every day, then I'm losing my mind. So I just love how you are like polar opposite of all the advice because <laughs> I don't for, for people to hear like, just because that's somebody else's advice doesn't mean 
you have to take it and like feel like you have to wear yourself out because that's not helping you or your kids. Yeah. And 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 maybe it's more my advice because my husband and I are very active, like hands-on parents. Mm-hmm. Like we are always like playing with the kids. We're always on the ground. And it's just like, I think you get worn out. Like you get worn out when it's just you. I was like, yeah. how can I do this all by myself? And so it's like, you know, it's okay to just take a step back or it's okay to turn on a movie and let's have a movie night. Like that's okay. Like we don't do that very often. Like in my house, like we're always playing outside, but I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I just want to sit here. Like we, especially our toddler had so many ear infections, had tubes. Like we were, he had RSV, like pneumonia, like we were in the hospital. Like you're, when you're dealing with all that other stuff too, you're dealing with like health issues and you're just like, you know, sometimes we're just, sometimes we are just surviving. Like, I hate to say that, but sometimes you're just in survival mode. And so I feel like it's just important, important to recognize that like, you are going to feel overwhelmed, but it's okay to just, to just be. And I think like, I thought that just for the pandemic in general, that that was just great. We can just be like, we don't have to go anywhere. I'm, I'm secretly, secretly an introvert. People don't see that, but I'm like, it's way too peopley outside most of the time for me. So like the pandemic, I was like, I can stay inside. I don't have to go anywhere. Like this is fabulous. Like, let's just like enjoy being in our space. So I feel like in some ways it's just nice to, to just relax and slow down. That's always like the first thing I tell people is like, it's the same as like, don't, you don't feel like you have to start a new hobby because I feel like starting something brand new. Well, I started the business. So I guess, maybe it's a a little contradictory but it's like if I just started like I don't know knitting and I'd never knitted before that would probably stress me out more (laughs) so it's like I always tell people like you don't have to start something new but I always feel like I just like personal development so like I love reading books Mm -hmm. and so I'm like I would love reading books about new things to try but I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to try to learn how to do all of those things (laughs) yeah so what was the tipping point during the deployment that like made you say okay i've got to start counting our heroes home like nothing was there yeah so a big thing was like resources the interesting thing is that i really wanted something to look forward to myself so Mm -hmm. i had actually subscribed to a few different like subscription boxes and it wasn't really like exposed to it before then of just different Mm -hmm. things i'm like and Brave Crate is one that I subscribe to, which is for military spouses. And yeah, I loved like having something that I got every single month that was like helping me count down. And I was like, does this exist for kids? Because it's like my kids would be like, oh, mom, your box is here. Like they they were getting yeah. excited for me. And I was like, but then I kind of felt guilty because I'm like, well, I, you know, it's not really for you. I, I got so mad that I got something in the mail and they didn't. I was like. Well, sorry. So it was like, I feel like a piece of it was that. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I like this. Does it exist for kids? It, mm-hmm. it didn't exist, you know, it didn't exist for kids. So I was like, oh, well, that would be really cool. Didn't know, didn't have a business background um, at all. Just really knew more about So my background is in school counseling. And then I worked for our county health department training on like trauma-informed care. So I knew like how significant like traumatic events in kids' lives could impact them. And that's what I had spent, you know, and the career that I was still in before I started, you know, Counting Our Heroes Home was that field where it was really working with kids and how to help them overcome, 
you know, traumatic experiences and be resilient. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I have all these tools, like in this toolkit, you know, from my background and my experience that I could offer to families. Um, but Mother's Day 2020 was like the big like tipping point for me because my husband is really good at making me feel special on Mother's Day. You know, it's a day all about me. I don't have to work. I can rest. I can relax. And it just mm -hmm. was not that way this year. It yeah. was extremely stressful. Like I still was expected, you know, to cook, clean, whatever. It just, it felt like a lot. I mean, it just felt like a lot. <laughs> and on top of like ever, I was waiting for my two-year-old to take a nap because I was exhausted. I just wanted to snuggle with my older kids and like watch a movie or like take a nap myself. And he refused to take a nap. And I just started crying. I just started sobbing. You know, yeah, we all have those uh, deployment days where you just yeah. find yourself like sobbing. But it's like, I was just so overwhelmed. And I was like, I don't want, I mean, everyone's going to have that. I'm like, I don't want this for anyone else. I literally started counting our heroes home, I think like three days later. Like, because I was like, this doesn't need to be so hard. I mean, it's, you're still going to have your struggles. I can't take that away completely. Right. I can't, but I am just super passionate. I mean, I'm super passionate about helping other people that are going through this because I don't want anybody to feel alone. I don't want anyone to think like, hey, my neighbors aren't knocking on my door. Like there's something wrong. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to knock on your door then and I'm going to check in and I'm going to make sure that you're doing okay. Like I'm going to give you the words of encouragement that you need to like keep going today. Cause I just don't want anybody to feel, you know, feel alone or feel like they don't have, you know, the resources available to them and, yeah. and give their kids that special, like happy mail, you know, that comes for them that they get to be a part of. Cause a huge, obviously a huge piece of it is, is for the kids, but there's always some sort of resource or tool for the parents to help, you know, conquer one skill or thing that they would be helpful during deployment or even outside of deployment as well. I like things to be like applicable across like all settings yeah. because most of us are, you know, military spouses forever. So <laughs> you need to still have those like skills. Yeah. When I feel like most of the skills that you need during a deployment are just parenting. I mean, not just but like they are parenting skills, but because we're in a deployment, everything's amplified and it's mm -hmm. like made worse. So if you just, if you get, I feel like what I got good at during deployment, like it was easy to do. Do you know what I mean? After, but it was mm -hmm. just, just parenting skills and like, you know, emotional coaching and just all of those things that you know, are in the parenting books are on the blogs. People talk about, but like, you, you really, really get to practice them. You get to practice them in a deployment. So I love, I love that you just are this big, like resource bundle for the whole family. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's, and like I said, it's kind of like a, a built-in resource. If you are, you know, you don't live, I know it's not everybody lives on a base. Like if you don't live on a base, you don't live by other military families. Even if you're active duty, it doesn't, you know, you might still not have your group of people. Maybe you yeah. just PCS, like maybe you don't have like that support system. And I've actually had a lot of people that have reached out to me that are just like, I don't even have my family's support. You know, if you don't even have yeah. that, that, like, we want to, you know, I, I want to welcome everybody in like to my little cocoon and like help them navigate, you know, what they need. And really, um, there are a lot of great communities. It's not like I need to create something 
brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like that it's all, I mean, at least in this one, it's like, we're all families with kids. Like, so if you got an issue, you know, that you're trying to like troubleshoot, like we're all parents, like, and it's not, and it's not particular to, if you're just a wife, if you're, you'd be a husband at home too, Mm -hmm. you know, so just being able to have that all encompassing community to welcome families in, you know, to work through those different things. Yeah. When, like, it's like sometimes, even if you live on posts, that doesn't guarantee that you have neighbors that mm-hmm. have kids that understand them, that you talk, or even like, even if you do have that and you have like a somewhat solid community, that doesn't mean that you're able to talk to them all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody couldn't use more help. Do, do you know what I mean? Like another yeah. reason for your kids, for you, that's never going to hurt. Like, it's only going to help. When I feel like it kind of was like the perfect thing for a pandemic too, because a pandemic kind of made it so you, you couldn't go out and do anything. Like you couldn't go visit your friends or your family or different things like that. So having like a safe, a safe way too, to get those resources easy. I always say, you know, I want it to be like pushing the easy button. Like you push the easy button and I'm going to send stuff to you. Like, you don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to send it to you. But it's so weird because it's, it deployment seems like a distant memory. Like now it's not even that far. I mean, we're not even that far removed. It seems like a distant memory, but I always, oh, we are, I still feel like we're in reintegration and reintegration has been, has been a stage in of it, in of itself. So, um, It definitely, and I certainly would love, like, I'm like, even thinking ahead, I'm like, I would love to expand and we can do stuff with reintegration, like, because I feel like that was a whole different thing. But a lot of times what I will tell my families is if I send them a book or a resource that I feel like is super helpful, um, to like, hang on to it, like, hang on to that one for reintegration, because you're going to want to revisit that topic. You're going to want to read this book again to understand, you know, the emotion emotions that your kids are feeling and why they're terrified every time dad goes to the bathroom like (laughs) even though dad's just in the other room like you know and I but I think it's crazy too because I think there's things I miss about deployment because when my husband's home it's like they don't just need me you know and sometimes they don't pick me to like hang out with or play with or do different things with so it just provided kind of a unique opportunity to grow my relationship with all my kids so Mm -hmm. which is hard when you have you know when you have five of them it's hard in itself but like I feel like they're I felt like my kids actually worked more cooperatively together during deployment than they do outside of deployment so (laughs) I you know I think there were certain things that were like awesome that I wish I could carry with us all the time. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like not when you actually look at it, like pulled back and from when you're not like knee deep in it, you can see like it isn't all terrible. Like your kids learn things, you learn things, you work together as a family, like, and then yeah, there, there can be positives to it. And then, yeah, reintegration is like a whole, a whole new thing, a whole mm-hmm. new thing. The more, the more I talked about it when we were going through it, because again, like this was our mm-hmm. first deployment, but this was not our first separation mm-hmm. by any means. And we, we've cheated because Austin's a chaplain and he studied, like his master's was in military chaplaincy and then his 
bachelor's was in home and home and fam no marriage and family something like that mm -hmm. i should know that title but <laughs> and like we learned principles to help us get through it and then we're like practicing them along the way and the more i talked about like those reintegration like tips and tricks and how to go through different things the more i realized like holy cow nobody knows about this like and mm -hmm. it's just hard. I feel like reintegration is just like a, okay, he's home. You have this wonderful, beautiful homecoming. And then, okay, hope you don't get divorced because this is about to be really hard. Like, just so you know. <laughs> like, it's like, no. Yeah. What it has to be. I'm not, it's not how it has to be. Um, so I'm excited that you're, like, thinking about more resources for that because that's needed. Um, last question. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? So mine kind of goes along with that whole like slow down, but let go of perfection. So mm -hmm. I am a perfectionist at heart. And so it was, you know, I prepared. I mean, I feel like I prepared for deployment. Like I was studying for an exam. Like I wanted to ace the test. Like I wanted <laughs> I wanted it to be perfect. Is there a perfect deployment? I don't, I don't think that exists, but I think it, and obviously like, I feel like my perfectionist, like perfectionism helps me in most walks of life because I'm always striving for things, you know, to go well. And I want us all to be successful. I always tell my kids, I said, we're all a part of the same team. If one of us wins, we all win. If one of us loses, we all lose. So I feel like it was like, you know, I trying to get everybody together, rally the troops and and have a cohesive like perfect journey but i think much like just parenthood in general like it's not perfect for anybody we have like this unrealistic expectation of what it is like i think we don't share most people don't share <laughs> when we're screaming at our kids and we're crying and like it's awful we share when our kids are going to bed on time and they're eating all of their food and it's not you know so i just think like there's those unrealistic ideals. That's why I hate to tell people like, you'll get through deployment stronger because they're always like, what? Like, are you sure? Yeah, like, are you sure that's, and I know for some people that's definitely not the case. Like, and it doesn't always, I mean, it, do, it doesn't always feel like that and that's definitely not the case. So I don't want to be unrealistic, but it's just like letting go of the fact that everything has to run smoothly, which is just super hard for me to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm the super active hands-on parent. My kids don't have electronics, but I'm like, oh my gosh, but maybe it's okay if they do, you know, like <laughs> maybe it's okay if I go against my rule because I would rather things run smoothly. So I feel like the key to thriving is just like, you, you don't have to follow the plan to a T like you mm -hmm. can have a plan, but you have to understand, I mean, have to understand that it's going to change every single day. You might be making tweaks to that plan. You just might have to change, or it might be like six months down the road and you're like, okay, it's not working at all. Like, mm -hmm. instead of being right, I'd rather it work well. And like I said, again, we just don't, we don't share, like, I wish, like, I remember talking to one of my friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, your kids like sleep and you have no idea what it's like, you know, when your kids don't, my kids are not very good sleepers. And so I'm still not sleepy through the night and my kids, almost, oh. my youngest is almost three. So you know, it's like, you, you think that, and then my friend would be like, oh my gosh, but my kids did A, B, C, and D. And I was like, what? 
I just assumed your kids were perfect because that's the part that you show me on Facebook and me yeah. sitting over here in my like, like living room is like, oh my gosh, I'm the only parent that's like experiencing this. So I think it's just like realizing that perfection doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. People are just sharing little tidbits, you know, of their life and deployment is going to be 100% what you make of it. Like, honestly, I didn't go into deployment thinking that I was going to start a business and, you know, completely, you know, I, I mean, I left my career, like I left my full-time career to, you know, pursue helping military families. Like I did not see it going that way. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy it did because I feel like I found something that makes me super passionate, you know, to get up and do every single day. But it really is about, again, I didn't, I, I walked away from that perfect plan that I had created for my life and for my family. And I like, I let go of that perfection and, you know, mm-hmm. to create something even better. So I think if we can just let go of those expectations that we put on ourselves to always be perfect, I think as parents, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect. I especially, you know, I think like holidays, just different things. Like we want everything to be perfect. Yeah. Somebody's going to be disappointed, but like, it's just going to happen. I mean, one of your kids is going to be disappointed, you know, throughout deployment, they're going to be sad. They're going to, and I think like, that's kind of, you know, as I went on, it was like, okay, my kids actually did better knowing that I, I was, I would try to hide my emotions. They actually did so much better knowing that I was sad, you know, like mm-hmm. mom gets sad too, because sadness is a normal human emotion. So I feel like it was like, I have to be perfect. I can't cry. We always have to be busy. And then it was like, okay, but we don't have to do any of those things. And we, like my daughter and I literally cried the one day and I don't think our relationship was ever better than her being like, oh, you're sad that dad's gone too. Cause I think my kids really thought that I didn't care, yeah. you know? And it was like, that's not true. But we try to put that shell of protectiveness around them that, oh, but it's all going to be okay. There's nothing to be worried about. Yeah. But like, you know, so I just think, I mean, really it's just, it's creating your own plan and it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> I love it. Just let go of that perfection. It's really hard. Which is super hard, super hard, super hard for me. <laughs> we're just saying that you should do it. We're not saying that we're perfect at it because we've let yeah. go of the idea of being perfect. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if people want to connect with you, if they want to check out, um, I was going to say our counting heroes home, like <laughs> counting our heroes home. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, so we have a couple different ways. So our website is just www.countingourheroeshome.com. Mm-hmm. And then our Instagram and both our Facebook is at counting our heroes home. So everything lowercase, mm-hmm. super easy and the same. So if you want to follow us on any of those platforms. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing. You're just, I, I like really love what you're doing. I love what you're offering and the ways that you can help the, both the spouse and the family. So guys, waiting warriors, if you are like going through a deployment, don't feel like you have to muscle your way through it. Like you do not have to do it alone. Yes, you're listening to the podcast and you're doing something. You have some community, you have positive things in your ear, but like, this is a tangible thing, something for your kids. Like, just don't, don't muscle your way through it. There are good resources. Just use them. 
I say I've had people who have been like, I wish I knew about this sooner. So I feel like that that always comes up where people are new. I wish I knew sooner. And I'm like, I wish I had a way of knowing exactly when you needed us. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I wish I could like snap myself to getting you that information right away. But now that you found us, come and join us. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And Waiting Warriors, remember, just because it's hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable. Have a good week, guys. If you are loving this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. Reviews help other Waiting Warriors out there find this amazing community and resource. It will go a long way and only takes like five seconds. Thanks so much.